And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Sheen Washable. I'm Solze. I don't. I didn't prepare for that. <laughs> Redwood Donovan and the Red Baron. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I kind of like that actually. (laughs) Stupid thing. Oh, the program's not responding. (laughs) Close the program. (laughs) Thank you, Windows. Can you tell we've been off for a couple weeks? (laughs) Yeah, welcome back. Um, Unplanned hiatus. Yeah, you know, it's just. We'll have updates on the, the, the Philly trip. Talk about that for a little bit. Um. We had a tag team superhero effort from Moxine Washable and the Red Baron. That uh, caught, long story short, um, we we were the cause of because uh, Rebecca's terrible driving caused us to go into a forty nine car pileup on uh, Route fifteen here in Connecticut, and um, we were engulfed in flames. And uh, Kyle and I were trapped under like a seat. We couldn't get out. Like it was it was pinching us down. And Jeff had actually been launched from the vehicle. He's okay, though. He's okay. He landed on a moose. <laughs> he's not so he here today, but he's... Yeah. <laughs> he's living amongst the moose. <laughs> yep. And then, so, Moksheen and Kendall were able to escape from the vehicle. And then, while all this was going on, you know, they were burned and, and battered and all that stuff. They actually came back and they pulled Kyle and us out by our tallywhackers. So, thank you. <laughs> so, thank you to those two gentlemen. Kyle, you have to do a shot. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, man. It's nice to see that's, that. That's not good anymore. <laughs> the heroism of, of Moxine Washable has, has been noted many times on the show, but it's nice to see he's rubbing off on the Red Baron. I needed inspiration, and I, I, I found it that day. And, and all of this, I know how to get new glasses. That was the only thing that bothered anybody. <laughs> yeah. And uh, on Facebook Live, I'll be debuting my... Uh, uh, turtle shells. Turtle shell print. <laughs> uh, suspect of leopard print. But uh, I assure you, it's reptile in nature. <laughs> reptile in nature. I don't like know. It. All right, round the horn. Solzy, lead us off. Uh, my toast of excellence. Into- nope, nope. Starting lineups. Oh, so excited. <laughs> Souls, I don't, I don't care how long we're gone. You, you don't forget the format. Listen. It's a shot. Or whatever. Goose Summer. And, uh, yeah, I've had it before. You guys know what it is. <laughs> nice. Are we doing me next? We can. I have, from Anderson Valley Brewing Company, the Ita IPA. That's a special beer. I'm excited. It's the, anybody who knows me knows I'm, I'm a huge supporter of the, the bear with deer antlers called the beer. And that's what's on the can. It's on the can. Yeah. I actually bought a koozie at work the other day that's got that. It says <laughs> beer, and it's got a bear doing like uh, doing the Dougie with deer antlers on it. <laughs> Out of Boonville, California. I was trying to find that on the can. <laughs> Redwood? 
went pretty traditional today with the Guinness. <laughs> Jeff isn't here. Someone's got to drink Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> From the Riddler collection in my, my room, I have uh, Speakeasy's Payback Coffee Porter. From San Fran, California. Okay. Now, I thought they went out of business. They did. How, but I still see like their beers out. Because they didn't did. sell, so they sit there. Oh. That's why they went out of business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. That's a shot for dumb well, question. No, I'm saying, I've seen like their stuff still Dumb question. Around. Take a shot. Uh, and then I have um, not beer. Um, no. From the Matthew McConaughey collection. <laughs> all um, right, all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, Wild Turkey's uh, newest addition to their lineup, uh, the Long Branch Kentucky Straight. Nice. That's what I love about that Wild Turkey. Drink a bunch of it and drive it to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I won't give it to All right, that. Toast of Excellence Souls, you were so excited. Uh, yeah, mine to the Philadelphia Phillies for being in first place at the All-Star break. I tell you what, I, I give Kyle that one. I also <laughs> would like to, uh, we talked about it, I'm denouncing, um, I wish Jeff was here, but I'm denouncing the Phillies as my second favorite team <laughs> in the MLB. Why do I have to take a shot? You for don't. That? I just put it there just in case if you have to take one later. I'm hoping I don't have to take. So one now, more. so now I'm not. So now the Phillies aren't going to be my. Se- I have to take no, a shot are. for saying that. No. The, the Phillies fan gave me the thing for being no, a fan I of this said team. Later. Mets, 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 Braves. <laughs> my. Uh, <laughs> that's rough, right? My toast to Aaron Judge. Another another All Star starting bid. Good for him. Boo. <laughs> Kyle, you want him on the field so don't, bad. Though, I want the Bullshit. other guy in Anaheim hanging out. <laughs> Pujols. No, he's done. He's not Redwood, done. do you have a toast of excellence? I uh, did not prepare one. No. It could be to you uh, and me for tying up the softball game. Oh, yeah. Tying runs. We did it. Then I was stranded a third twice. <laughs> Red Baron? Uh, mine is to DeMarco Murray for uh, wrapping up his career at 30, seven seasons, but... Led the league in rushing in 2014, almost 2,000 yards, and he carried the ball almost 400 times. But still, <laughs> still, you know, good for him. Well, probably the last uh, workhorse back of uh, the passing era. So, happy retirement. He'll be back. Happy, happy retirement. He'll be back. Why, why do you think he retired? Probably. I mean, Kyle and I were talking before. I don't think anybody was gonna. There was there was teams talking there? to him. I, I didn't. I didn't realize that. I, I just mean, think. I think that he's. I don't think he was ready to be like the the eight to eleven <clears throat> carries a game guy. Like I think that he still thought he he warranted eighteen to twenty five carries a game. But it's just the the problem is is like when you're the workhorse running back, you you do that you do a lot better when you're playing in in a system that you were brought up in yeah. versus bouncing around from team to team. Now, I mean, if we go back to two thousand two, he's probably still in his prime. But it's one of those things. Why you, why you, why'd you make those up? What year? Like 2002. If you trade like like, 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 this, oh, that, that's why I got confused. I was no, like, yeah, wait a minute. This was the game. If this was the same I got you. game. I got you. And Tennessee, what's the, the, the young kid that they have now? Derrick Henry. Yeah, I think they're really big on him. So. You have him on like, all He's your fantasy really teams. Big. One of my fantasy teams. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it was a bad I mean, if you didn't want to play anymore, that's fine. I just think there's definitely teams out there that could have used him as their workhorse running back well he may come back you never know players do this all the time but we'll see who gets hurt in training camp <laughs> he's going to tampa bay okay paul your toast <laughs> um uh, i don't know there's just so many 
My toast goes out to Reese Hoskins from the Philadelphia Phillies because when we were at the, uh, the <clears throat> when we were at the game, his picture on the jumbotron, he looks just like Matthew Lillard from Scooby Doo. <laughs> he looks just like Shaggy. And we get to watch him go zero for three. But we saw Herrera hit a ding dong. <laughs> I tell you though, that game he was like millimeters off from yeah. having three home runs. But Philly scored three runs in one inning, and that was really about it. The rest of the game was watching Kyle get aggravated as the other team cr- crawled into it. <laughs> we saw Philly, Philly, Kyle. We saw Vince Velasquez make one hell of a throw left-handed. Mm. That after, was pretty cool. After my guy beamed him, <clears throat> he in. He's like the most hated guy in the locker room. Love him. Such a little man. It's a good game. I'm really glad I didn't wear the Adam Eaton jersey though. After that, <laughs> remember you were uh, harassed on the streets of Philadelphia. By <laughs> yeah, we're leaving because, like, I, I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't like. I don't have any Philly stuff, so I just wore a baseball jersey. So I wore my Paul Konerko jersey, and I was fine the entire game. I actually, got like, leaving the stadium. Some drunk guy like was like, "You wearing a Phillies hat and a white? What are you drunk? You fucking idiot!" And I'm like. <laughs> Whoa! You're the one yelling at me, and then throwing five dollars in a, like a homeless saxophone player's suitcase. Like, just trying to find our Uber, man. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> leave back. us alone. Step off, homie. I wish. See, that was the moment in time I should have called out Jeff because Jeff made the the hilarious decision to wear what was it Utley? He was wearing Chase Utley's shirt, yeah, but underneath Bryce it, he had a Bryce under- Harper shirt in in hopes that Harper hit a home run or something so that he could rip off the Utley shirt. And if I had called, I should have called Jeff out on the time. That guy might have come back and fought us. Hey, cop. Speaking of, how did you know Jeff had that shirt on underneath? Because it's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Most times, that's not an acceptable answer, Kyle. This time it is. <laughs> this time it is. Because I did it to him one time. <laughs> we went to funny. a Knicks-Bucks game. And for some reason, I had a Braiding Jennings shirt. I had the Nick sh- one of his Knicks shirts and a Braiding Jennings shirt underneath. Jen- I points that game, so I ripped off the Knicks shirt and wore the Jennings shirt. <laughs> 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 I had a career day. <laughs> And then now he's trying to find his way back in the NBA. Big three. He'd be good there. Yeah. Also, today's the World Cup. The finals. Say the finals? Yeah, today's the final. Croatia versus uh, France. <laughs> Kyle's people. Why do I have to do a shot for that? I'm technically French. I could do it. Well, hold on. Now you have to do a shot for always arguing with us about not being French I... and then admitting you're French on the no, air. No, I didn't. I, was a bit... I found out two years ago that I was French. I was pissed. I wanted to hang. Found on a fortune cookie, right? No. <laughs> yes. Found on a fortune cookie. You are French. Oh, oh my well. God. <laughs> lucky numbers eight and eleven. <laughs> <laughs> two only two lucky numbers. <laughs> so the Philly trip was fun, though. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Pat, did you enjoy it? Loved it. The Loved it uh, work. the ride home was awful. Yep. And it was actually good. <laughs> Kendall wasn't there for you guys. We had some space. You, yeah. yeah. That part was okay. But um, it never ended as it never does. It was the ride home on our trips. I, I usually don't care for. <laughs> I fell asleep three times. Yep. We need a rental car there. Red Sox game. <laughs> fly back. <laughs> fly back to Bradley. Then just then just the, the quick hour drive from Bradley. You gotta fly from Express Boston flight. to JFK. <laughs> <laughs> Layover to Bradley. <laughs> Is it well? It's funny too because like you there's like flights like people will do stuff like this because it, it'll end them like closer to home but like there's people that will like fly from like wherever they're going they'll have a layover at midway and then fly to o'hare <laughs> what's the point of that i gotta get across town 
Oh, God. Super inefficiently. <laughs> oh, wh- where, where are you flying out of, JFK? Where are you landing? LaGuardia. Yeah. <laughs> Got a parachute in. <laughs> I can see Kyle doing that. Kyle, you terrified of flying? You ever flown, flown yeah, before? Yeah, I've flown. When? I went to Oklahoma City. You guys didn't fly. I went to Vegas. Went to Vegas. They have Willy Wonka in Vegas? Yeah. I, no, they don't. Met Pete Rose I also Vegas. played only <laughs> table roulette, so... All right. (laughs) (laughs) Shot trivia? We're back and better than ever. (laughs) I have uh, shot trivia. Is Uh, it football? It is football. Who has the shot for it? He does. Do I have to do my own question and take the shot for it? Well, don't you you do the shot before the question? You're right. (laughs) That's two. Also, yeah, it is two. Uh, uh, Do we toast? You're also wearing cheetah glasses, so that's... Uh, Turtle shell. Uh, do, we, do, we, do we crack our beers? How, how does this work? How, does it, how do you do this show? Look, there's, there's a rough start. All right, yep. All right. Do it, guys. Go right in. Pat, start early again. You know, I love the studio that we record in. We have the, you know, it's, it's sound quality is great. It's spacious. It gets a little warm from time to time, but, it, you know, we got all this. But I miss the days of recording in the wood the wood shop because... There was never one. There was never a show where Kendall didn't open up his beer and it just went everywhere. <laughs> I was actually thinking that was going to happen today. <laughs> well, no, you're drinking a porter, sure. If you foam a porter up, you're just bad. I was just thinking the the bad speakeasy business coming out. You know, give it a good shake. Bad speakeasy business. Why don't you just keep? Yeah, just tilt that back a little further. <laughs> 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 Nothing good. <laughs> so that's what's if. if the Red Baron doesn't like it. <laughs> kind of burns the tongue a little bit. <laughs> it's like we need to do mouthwash. It's kind of like that thing. It's like killing all the germs. Well, it's good. Yeah. Healthy mouth. And the taste buds. Yeah. All right, let's go. What do you well, got? Uh, earlier this week, it was Antonio Brown's 30th birthday. Oh. Nice. So, I, I love these. I, How I like, old is uh, he? <laughs> I like them. <laughs> <laughs> if you, can, you can tell me how old he is. In days... All right, so I like doing these uh, yards against each team. I just like it. You know, if you don't like it, then I'm sorry. All right, so his lowest receiving day was against the former San Diego Chargers. Can you guys tell me how many yards he had versus this team? So wait, are you talking against the Chargers altogether or just one particular game? One outing. Like this is his lowest receiving total ever. Look, Kyle, trying to think back. No. Games are cycling through his head. I'm gonna go with uh, 33. Pat, he's gonna go 17. 24. See if it's in, if it's in, if it's the Antonio Brown that I think it is. Two receptions for 12 yards, one touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his total that day was 45. That's the wow. lowest ever. Wow. Lowest ever was 45. Wow. So how? Well, you know I, that's me. I I owe the shot, but. But you know what? How? He played it. on a team with like, like when his first first year when he played, like he was like the seventeenth option. <laughs> he, he was also on that streak forever where he averaged the five for fifty. Yeah, but he was on that streak forever. Yeah, but that was only over the course of like two and a half seasons. Yeah, he was talking about when they had Emmanuel Sanders, when they had Sanders, Hyatt, Ward. Wallace, Ward, and he's like he played. Yeah, he was I don't player. think that's true. I'm gonna have to do some research over the week, and if I'm right, all of you have well, no, to look no, my balls. no. He looked it up. No, no, no. no. I, I'll do the shot. You just, I thought, just 
I don't want to. Re- my I don't want to reveal my source because I have so many good questions. Is it pro football reference. It is. Not <laughs> <laughs> it's actually funny you bring this up because I was looking. Antonio Brown posted a thing on his birthday about um, Brown versus Jerry Rice uh, before age thirty. So games played, it's one fourteen for Rice, one fifteen for Brown. Receptions is five forty nine for Rice to seven hundred and fifty three for Brown. Receiving yards is 9,349 for Rice, 9,910 for Brown. And, like, so far, you're like, oh, my God. Like, wow, Brown's, like, really on pace. Touchdowns, Rice 95, uh, Brown 59. (laughs) Pretty remarkable. Well, I mean, Jerry Rice was the only person that was, like, catching touchdowns in that time frame. Like, everybody else was just running them in. Yeah. But Imagine if he played now. Imagine if Brown played then. Like the same question. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, because I don't think receivers were as quick. So, I, like, it, I think if Rice played now, oh my god! Imagine if he played his whole. Imagine if he was drafted and retired with Tom Brady, Dan Marino. Well, nobody's playing now. You can't bring two players. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was if like every player ever played now? Could you imagine if we had ninety eight teams and we played seven game elimination knockout brackets. No one retires. <laughs> you die on the field. I think the NFL should adapt that. I think that the playoff series should start on Sunday and then they end on Saturday and it's a best of seven. You play every day. Oh my god! They get a lot of injuries. That'd be awesome. Toughen up. I'd get so Not tired. Me. They have to. I'm I'm okay. The commentary to get so like boring. Yeah. After a while. <laughs> you can do like the MLB thing. Like you can like you know you can have a practice squad and you can do call ups for for February. Collinsworth. Now here's a guy who played yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would probably have gotten Levar Ball in there. We were talking about that on the way here. We we're looking at his uh, football stats. Good. Uh, no. no. <laughs> he was on the practice squad for the Jets and the Panthers. Never got into a game, but uh, played a year out in London. And Silly had uh, oh, the London Monarchs had twenty-eight <laughs> kick return yards and no receptions. Nice. He's a tight end as well. Tight end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about Lavar Ball almost the entire way here. <laughs> and Kyle's uh, college stats. Oh yeah. You know, I wish I didn't reveal him because I would have used that as like a <laughs> shot <laughs> trivia question. <laughs> We'll save it for next time. But I, I read them, so they already heard it. Well, you guys didn't. Well, Kyle will know it, though. He seemed pretty surprised by the number. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true. Senior year was not a good year. <laughs> it was until I started that last game. Which you made us all go to. Let's uh, let's talk about something else, huh? <laughs> Watch him get shelled. I think it's shelled. I just... Didn't have my A game. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at these pictures the Undertaker posted on his social media with him and the Harlem Globetrotters. Becca quickly goes to her phone. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I saw it first. <laughs> Better save all these to a file. So let's talk free agency, huh? Kyle and I made out this fantastic show idea. And then um, <laughs> we disappeared for a couple weeks. <laughs> I had to go to work that week. Yeah, the, that fir- <clears throat> the week before Philly, Kyle you know, decided that Burger King was more important than his friends. And his fans, so Doing we couldn't do it then, which would have been ideal. And then, um, you know, then we went to Philly, and then uh, Rebecca caused a 47-car pileup, and uh, here we are. So we could do the free agency show. I think there's like four or five left. I think all the NFL ones are still available. I think they're the only ones that are left. Yeah, pretty much. All the other ones, they're long gone. Yep, so... The closest coming season, no one... <laughs> <laughs> and one of them retired, so... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we'll just recap some free agency. <laughs> well, the baseball ones are still good. Yeah, and baseball, you got you got trade deadline coming. There's stuff there to discuss. Don't worry, we'll, we'll talk about that after, in the second yeah. half. 
So, uh, so your roll, bro. So, yeah. Quick in yours. So I mean, we could just we'll start off with the biggest one. Derrick Rose. Yeah, went uh, back to Minnesota. Lebron to the Lakers. Uh, we had some pretty disgruntled Lakers fans. Did you guys see the mural that that guy did? Some guy made a huge mural on the side of a building. Uh, like says like the king, and then it says L.A. and it's got LeBron, you know, in the Lakers uniform and everything like that. And people started defacing it. You know, I don't get it. Well, see, here's the thing. It's very interesting because this is kind of like the first time we've seen like one of like the one of if not the greatest player of all time jumping ship to go to a team that also has one of if not yeah. the greatest players of all time. You know, Kobe was a Lakers whole career. Jordan was a a bull for his whole career, minus his stint with the, the the thing with the Wizards, but he was good for them. Nope. Um, but like, it's a different it's a different time now where players yeah. jump around, and so I think it's good for the Lakers. I think it was good for the Lakers until Boogie decided to sign with the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors are just like, oh, they got LeBron. Shit. Let's go give DeMarcus a little bit of money. A little bit of money? They might as well have given him the league minimum. One year, $5 million. He was just like, I'm getting the ring now, and then I'm going for the max contract. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go back to Sacramento, and he'll be booed. He'd be booed <laughs> if that happened. He's going to go to the Knicks. He might. And then he'll slowly become the worst center ever. <laughs> but do you, think, do you think it's a good fit for LeBron? Yeah. I think I, was, I didn't like it at first. But I knew I would like it at the end because I knew that LeBron going there would influence other people to come in. And now I think that they could potentially be the best defensive team next year. I just don't like the other moves that they made. You don't like Lance? doesn't make any sense. Why? Because you're trying to make this team young around LeBron. So you're adding old-ass guys that are basically washed up. Lance had, Lance but the role players and mentors. I don't think Lance has anything good anymore. He's very good he's defensively. Gonna, he's gonna blow in his ear all practice. He's very good defensively. <laughs> that too. He he's like the he, he's like that Dennis Rodman type player. Where he just like gets in your head and he just fucks with you the whole game and he causes you to like get off your game. He's very good defensively. They didn't bring him in to score. They don't need him to score. They've got scoring. I don't know. It's I think be tough I, to tell. I think I think they could be the best defensive team because Lonzo's good defensively. I Kuzma, don't think Lonzo's gonna be there. I, I think do. he gets traded. I don't think he does. I think they trade Ingram and Kuzma before they trade Lonzo. It'll depend if LeVar shuts up. If he starts to annoy LeBron, I think we... All right, get this kid out of here. I'd like to see a fist fight between LeVar and LeBron. <laughs> That'd be so fast. <laughs> I just want LeBron to tell him to shut the fuck up and see what happens. See if he listens. But nothing's happened. Yeah. It will. I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think... Because the, the LeVar thing happened for like the first month of the season, and then it was over. Because he went to Argentina. But it's not like, I mean, LeBron's been there for a couple weeks now. Like, LeVar wouldn't have hesitated to come right out and start talking. I mean, did you see any of his interviews at the draft before his son was actually picked? <laughs> Do you know LeVar Ball? <laughs> like, I think if he had something to say, I, I, I think his, like, he'll, he'll make little appearances from time to time and do something ridiculous, but I don't think he's going to be the mainstream media for Maybe that. Maybe he's anymore. really into it, you know? It's like, hey, this is going to be great for Lonzo. <laughs> Serge said Lonzo's going to make LeBron better. He will. I think Lonzo will. I think LeBron will make Lonzo better. No, you can't make LeBron better. You can. Yeah. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh did it. 
Am I wrong? Am I wrong, Kyle? I think LeBron's good by himself. He didn't need anybody. I'm not saying he wasn't good by himself, but people... Pippen made Jordan better. Jordan was, like, the greatest at that time before Pippen. I want to talk about people with with balls in their hand, but Anjo can't shoot, so he needs the ball in his hand to be good. He's a passer. But LeBron doesn't want the ball in his hands, which opens up LeBron and makes him a better shooter. He's got to become... Therefore, making LeBron better. He's got to become a better shooter, then. Why? He's not going to be the one shooting the ball. He's going to be the ball distributor. That's what LeBron was in Cleveland. LeBron doesn't have to be that now. LeBron's going to be catching a lot of alley-oops from Lonzo Ball and shooting a lot of threes. That's why they need me. Trade Lonzo, bring me in. I could throw it to LeBron. You wouldn't look good in yellow. But you'd look good in purple. There you go. And those really ugly throwback baby blues. (laughs) Just don't go to home games. (laughs) Strictly in a way I only play 41 games and they're all on the road. <laughs> We're also talking, not to get off the cusp of free agency, but real quick. So we've we've gone through the cycle. We've gone to a lot of sporting events as a, as a group, or at least p- part of the group type of thing. But the first game we went to was for Paul, the Bears-Steelers game. And then it was for Kendall and Kyle. We went to the... They've almost all been for... Kendall and Kyle. I know. <laughs> so, so then we went to, that was a, the Bengals game was next. Uh, Ravens. Ravens game was next. Then the Bengals game. Then we went to the Giants for Mock. Then we worked a pirate ship in for Jeff. Then a Phillies trip exclusively for Kyle. And where's your argument in this? No, they wasn't like for anybody. Kyle, we went to your favorite team. Yeah. And well, like, nobody else's team was it playing. It would be Mock's secret trip this time. Yep. Kyle screwed me. <laughs> Um, and now it's coming full circle. It's coming full circle. So Pat, if Pat wants to come, we we can do it. But we're going. To, we already decided the trip this year. Nice cold game. It's going to be December second. Bears. Giants. Bears at MetLife. That's the game this year. Staying in Jersey. We're going to still stay in Philly. Oh, but <laughs> excellent. No, we're staying in Teterboro. <laughs> yeah, that that's our trip this year. Yep, Giants. Bears. Jeff, sorry, you have no say. Yep, and then next year for Mock's trip, because I chose this one, <laughs> even though it does benefit Mock, I chose one. Next year, we are going to go to a nice, during the football season, uh, Pelicans game, but we're not going anywhere near Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to New Orleans, and we're not watching the Saints. We're going to the Pels game. God, could you imagine, Jeff? Oh, he said he'd be so mad. <laughs> Forever hear the end of it. Pels, we'll, 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 we'll work with Pels Knicks. Pels Nets. <laughs> oh, Speaking of the Nets, they just made a good signing yesterday. Not really. They signed Shabazz. Napier? Yep. That's Two cool. Years. It would have been cool if he was still wearing a Yukon jersey. <laughs> but he's been ass. Um, You know, then the Bulls just decided to be the most fucking, like, what the fuck out of nowhere. They're like, hey, let's just sign Jabari Parker. You wanted to play at home. Yeah, but he's not good. He is good. No, he was good before the injury. He didn't do anything last year. He just came back from the injury. He'll be better this year. We said that about talking to the trainer, Derrick Rose. That's been said. Tim Lincecum. Kyle said that. First of all, he was going to be a lockdown closer this year. If you guys remember, he's going to come back. God, (laughs) he's not even on a team. Yeah, he'll be back. (laughs) Big three. I (laughs) love Tim. (laughs) Can you imagine baseball doing that? But it's I the same argument that you made, Kyle. Like, why bring in Jabari Parker if they're trying to make a complete rebuild young team? He's still young. But you have it's a not going to hurt the rebuild. 
It's going to advance it. I don't think it will. I think it will. Denzel Valentine played a lot better last year when he was the starter versus coming off the bench. I still think he's more of a bench player. But you can be a bench player that starts. Manu Ginobili made a career out of it. Yeah, but in this case, it, I think it's going to advance Chicago, giving them another bench player that's actually going to be good instead of having to roll with whoever the fuck else they have. No. It's not. They're going to go from being the, the 11 seed to the 9 seed. Which is a big step in the right direction. Not in the East. Hey, man. There's only one seed that counts in the East, and it's the one that gets to lose the Golden State in four. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, you got any news? No, nothing nothing off the top of my head. When was the last time you guys were on air? I don't know, like January? Two weeks ago. Oh, my God. You know, when you were here. Nothing. Oh, yeah. No, you weren't here, no. That was, uh, no, that was the show after. before that, yeah. yeah. We had a full house that show. Who else yeah. was here? Dave was here, right? Uh, yeah. Dave yeah. Sanderson. Dave Jeff Sanderson. was here, too. Was he? Yeah. See? <laughs> Had to bring it up. <laughs> hey, if baseball were to do a big three, I've been thinking about this now for a couple <laughs> seconds. What's better, rubber baseball with a pitchback or just wiffle ball? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, with a rubber baseball, you can kind of have the velocity, but then you have a pitchback, and then, you know, say you swing and miss, and the ball's coming already back at the pitcher, and you got to field it. Why would you have a pitchback? Why wouldn't you have a catcher? Well, because you do outfielder. No, but see, the, the big three works for basketball because it's a, a confined space. You need, like, the big five. You I would need, like, the big nine. It's got to be big three. Ice Cube owns the brand. we got to adhere to his rules. Then it, then it have to be Wiffle Ball. Why can't it be the pitchback in rubber baseball? I think you pl- I think what Because you, do, you can't have a guy run. I think, no. I think this is what you do. I think you have, you say, like, say your normal baseball diamond, right? Three. And you do it like we do in Wiffle with automatic runners. Type of thing. You can have little LED bases that light up when someone's on the base. There's no stealing or anything like that, obviously. Um, Steal on the pitchback? <laughs> I'm saying that there's no stealing because it's the LED things, and it's just the, everyone advances a base no matter what. So if the guy's on, you know, if the guy's on second, and the you know guy up the bat hits a double, the guy only goes to third, and you do that. And then what you do is, is you play because that's how we play when we play wiffle. And then, well, well, when we play wiffle, if you have a guy on second, you hit a double. That guy scores. I hit a double one time with a guy on second, and I was told that he didn't score. Did anyway, Jeff tell you that? Anyway, anyway, <laughs> you're here nor there. Say the field extends 15 feet into the outfield, and you just play with like a deep second baseman and a deep shortstop <laughs> and a pitcher, and it's like arena football, but you play with a tennis ball, so it ricochets everywhere. I'm just saying, if we can do it, then they can do it. I mean, we play in a, a parking lot. A slightly uphill, angled, like 32-degree YMCA parking lot where there is a lot of poison sumac and moths. A lot of sumac. Sumac. <laughs> oh, Novak Djokovic wins the fourth Wimbledon and 13th major title of his career. Good for him. You can do the tennis noises, though. Ooh! <laughs> <sighs> so Serena lost. 15-0. Serena got upset well, yesterday. She just had a kid, man. She's not ready. She was still in the finals. <laughs> I think she should have given birth while playing tennis. Think of the grunting that would have happened then. <laughs> Be the she's same. had a lot of kids during those. <laughs> I, that's not the first time I've heard that headline. <laughs> Serena Williams gives birth 10 minutes later, plays in Wimbledon. That'd be interesting. What do you think the most interesting sport would be to give birth while doing? Hockey. I was going to go hockey. Volleyball. I, I think I think tennis. Diving. 
<laughs> if timed properly. It's like a home birth in a lot of ways, except chlorine. <laughs> Diving. That's mine. Diving or we create a whole new version of curling where someone skates, gives birth, and then you sweep the ice. Cross so, baby. I, I have a question that I just thought of because um, we, we mentioned Serena. If we, and I want to kind of direct it at Kyle. Okay. No, no, no. It's nothing bad. It's nothing bad. If you were to name, say, the top five sports figures of our lifetime, is Serena in there? Probably. And what do you mean by sports? Sports figures? figures. So, so like, like, like in terms of like like sports like culture, or are you talking about just like like the five greatest athletes of all like our generation in reference to their sport? Like, are you talking like that? Um, I mean, I I was kind of meaning both, I guess. Okay, all right. So yeah, I think Serena would be. I in think there. she's in there without a doubt. Same with Tigger Woods. Yeah. Phelps. Yeah. LeBron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trout. No. It will be. Derek Jeter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle was trying to make the argument with me the other day that if Trout retired like now, he's already in the Hall of Fame. And I said no. He's no. all the accolades, man. Kyle, but he's only played, what, five seasons? What and he's been hurt five? in every single one except this year. Two MVPs. That's fine. So, so your argument against Terrell Davis is the same thing. First of all, way different. Why? Control had better numbers than Troll Davis did. How? All right, anyway, we're getting way off track. <laughs> but right? how, Kyle? <laughs> did, Kendall, could you go on allsportsreference.com and find out Troll Davis' batting <laughs> average in terms right of yards? Uh, do you want big three numbers? Or... <laughs> Speaking of arguments that we'd like to direct towards Kyle, um, uh, Makshin and I were at uh, uh, Soul's Jankowski family party yesterday, and uh, we got to hear his cousin Chris and his uncle Vinny have the most Kyle argument ever. And the argument was the Yankees would be ten games in first if they were playing in the no, NL East. No, that was that was Chris and your dad. Oh, was it? <laughs> it was just, like all of a sudden you just hear Chris just, just show. Yeah, but the Yankees would be ten games in first if they were in the NL East. It's like what kind of argument is this? <laughs> then you hear your dad. Well, they're not. <laughs> Which but is true. I guess I, mean, I could just hear you having that argument. Well, my dad with Chris. made a comment. The NL is more balanced than the AL. The AL has six teams that are really only fighting for the playoff. Well, the well, the, the NL has about nine or ten that are all fighting for that second wild card spot. Does that just mean they're all equally worse? No, I, mean, I, I think so. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> because no. Texas is really bad. Baltimore is really bad. Kansas City. Kansas City. Chicago. The, the whole the whole AL Central besides Cleveland sucks. Well, that's been that way for years. That's not true. Minnesota was good for last year. A year. Okay, but they were good for a year. Detroit was always solid for a while. Detroit hasn't been good in a few years now. I th- yeah, that's not what I'm saying. If you how, go, how far you back balance, do you want to go? If you're balancing 96. it out. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I remember looking at the standings in 1974. And they were all within <laughs> 10 games of each other. If you want to balance it out, the NL was more balanced After the first than the 10 AL. games of the season. Okay. <laughs> but, have, but Dale had worse teams than the NL. Okay. So what do you, what do All you I'm hearing is do away with the DH. I I think they should. I the pitcher should hit. I think, but I mean, what what what's the the point you're trying to make? The point what I'm trying to make is that I don't. If the Yankees were in the NL, they had more competition. Mock, you're the real MVP, by the way. Why? 
Uh, just looked at this thing that says uh, your birthday month is your uh, Extreme Rules weapon. I know we're not trying to work WB into this too much, but it's <laughs> Do I get the Kendo up. stick? No, you got the ring bell. Oh, yes! <laughs> Best Kendall, weapon ever. Yeah, Kendall, Kendall got a stop sign. <laughs> Underutilized. Not really mentioned a lot. You know, Mark, kind of a... Uh, the uh, irony there is good. No, that was WWE Pokemon. <laughs> There's a different one that uh, somebody else posted. Mick Foley. Um, you got the kendo stick. Pat, he pointed to Kyle. You're in September, right? No, you're good. Right, you got the ladder. Jeff also no. got the kendo stick. What are you? February. Oh, it says you don't get to play. You got the fish. <laughs> the fish. On the WWE one, you got the ladder, but in the one I was looking at, you got the ever so elusive trash can. I got it, I got a real name lethal it weapon. Kendall. I got a real lethal Kendall weapon. Fish. Barbed wire wrap bat. There you Ooh. go. Nope. It's not as good as the ring bell. <laughs> the ring I'm bell is the weapon of weapons. December's the real month to be alive though. Bag of thumbtacks. We completely got <laughs> off topic. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, this show doesn't have a topic right now. We started talking about NBA free agency and now we're but, arguing about like Well, I'm trying how to get back to you. Think about it though, Kyle. Like the AO versus NL thing, it's always been that way. It's, it's like always that, been that but way. It's, it's like that in every sport. There are very few times has the league been pretty much split between the two conferences where it's been very competitive on both sides of it. I mean, for, the, for, for a pretty decent chunk of time, the AFC was a joke compared to the NFC. The NFC, you always had the Lions and the Packers fighting it out for, you know, there was the stint where the Bears were really good. Like, the NFC North was always competitive. The NFC East was, you know, even when the teams were all not that good, they were still competitive for the division. They were all yeah. in it trying to get the, the title. And then you go to the AFC, the Steelers and the Ravens were, like, the only two teams that rivaled out for the division ever. And it didn't matter because you knew one of them was getting the wild, like, they were getting the wild card. The Patriots have been running away with that division since Tom Brady came in. They're, you know, even when he didn't play, they pretty much almost just, just dominated the division. I think that was the year the Jets won it, right? Yeah. And then, great. <laughs> but, I mean, like, for a while, it was like the Chargers were winning the division, then the Broncos were winning the division. Like, like that's only recently become competitive, that division. That's been a joke. And the South is kind of like the same thing. It's just it, until last year, it's just kind of been a t- the, the case of, Who's the least bad <laughs> on this season? Uh, the Colts without Peyton Manning. It's just a shame down there. Colts without Andrew Luck. No. Injury. The Colts with Andrew Luck have like could very easily win that division at like could win it at, at nine nine and seven. Yeah. Because the Jaguars could spiral. Who knows? But it's just like that all the time. I mean, look at look at basketball. When was the last time the East and the West were both like evenly competitive? Even still though. If you want to talk about that, the West has four powerhouse teams, and then sucks. Like it's not really NBA is not really like competition anymore. It's like the Warriors. But when's the last time it was? Seriously, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it to be a dick. Probably like ten years ago. No, because ten years ago it was the top. There were ten teams in the West fighting for the last four spots in the playoffs, and then in the East, the eight seed was making it at four hundred. There were there was time there was a time the Bulls made the playoffs at the eight seed and didn't play five hundred basketball, and then there were like six teams that didn't make it in the West that were playing like five seventeen five eighteen. That's just how it it's goes. A, it's always been. It's a swing of things. It's always lopsided. Right now, it's the the East is more competitive because the West is so powerhouse. I mean, now it's pretty much going to be your top four teams. It's going to be the Lakers. It's going to be the Warriors. It's going to be the Spurs. 
I mean the um Pelicans. The Rockets. I know you meant Pelicans. <laughs> and then it's going to be I think the Jazz. It's his accent. You know. <laughs> but after that, I mean, and then the East. I mean, honestly, though, but even in the East, really, I mean. Really, in the East, who's going to be competing for the top spot besides the 76ers, the Raptors, and Celtics? The Celtics. And and really, when you get down to it, who's gonna who's really going to win the one seed besides the, the Celtics? I don't think the 76ers are ready for the one seed. I think they're going to still. I think they're going to get better. I think they'll finish two or three. But I think the Celtics are just going to run away with the one seed. Like they could do it by a lot. We could see the Sixers win 60 games this year and the Celtics win the, the that, that conference out by like eight games. So take that, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> the argument did not go. You did, like, we're talking about Yankees if they're in the NL, right? Yeah. I don't think they'd be as good if they were in the NL. My opinion. Who's your DH? Like, regularly. Um, Gabby Sanchez. <laughs> um, they don't have a permanent. That's what I mean. It, it kind of rotates. Oh. Um, All right. Well, then forget that. Forget that. Yeah. Talking to you, Pat. Oh, we get him a shot, by the way. Guaranteed now. Why? Because Why? it's between them and the Brewers. So. Oh, really? And we have more prospects than the Brewers. I let the Brewers willing to give up their top prospect, but I don't think they are. So, so all right. Imagine, imagine. Imagine like we just see Kyle tomorrow. He's like crying. And but like what happened? F- I got, think we got Machado. What'd you guys get rid of? Nola. <laughs> if the Phillies do trade for Machado, I think they're the only team that could keep him. Why? I don't think the Brewers have the money to keep him. But but he can go anywhere. He's the Phillies have the agent. money to spend for him. No, I I understand. I'm not I'm not saying he won't resign there. But the same thing like we were talking about like if he got traded to the Yankees. The only way I would have liked it is if he resigned. If the Phillies give away these prospects to bring them in, what's the point if he doesn't stay? Playoffs. So, so just making the playoffs is Listen, enough. I agree, but like it's something that they are willing to risk. All right. I don't know. We'll save it for the next hour. Um, are you surprised that Marcus Smart and Clint Capella haven't been made offers yet? Smart, yes. Capella, no. Why? Uh, because Capella, the Rockets are trying not to spend money on him, and they, and whatever offer other teams make to him, they can match it. Right. So the Rockets are just taking their time. And I'm, not, other, I'm not talking about the Rockets. I'm about other teams. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think other teams, other teams know that they're going to match the offer, so they're like, what's the point? I mean, there's teams that have money to spend that can just wrap him up on a two-year deal for a lot of money, and the Rockets won't be able to do it. I'm surprised Dwayne Wade hasn't been offered anything. I think he's gonna retire. You really think so? Why? I don't know. It's just at the end of his career. He's not the same Dwayne Wade. Well, no, but I think he wants to play with LeBron one more time. Send him out so, to LA. You to beat LA. me to it. <laughs> send him to LA. He'll play half a season there. I think if he plays, he's only saying, he's only gonna play for Miami. Like, and it's like if you're Miami. Are you going to keep him? Like, do you want to bring him back just to be a bench player? Well, it depends. I mean, is Dwayne Wade, and I think he would be, would you, Dwayne Wade be willing to take the, the veteran minimum? 
if so, then yeah, I would want him back as a bench player. But you think he's willing to take the better minimum while coming off the bench? I do. Dwayne, but Dwayne Wade has never been a selfish player. I mean, look at look at Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was open arm. I mean, granted, he didn't have the choice because he was still the young player. But Dwayne Wade was open arms about bringing Shaq to Miami because it would help him. It would help the team. It was and Shaq Shaq probably is one of the biggest. I mean, other than Dwayne Wade's own talent and work ethic, but outside of Dwayne Wade, Shaq's probably the biggest reason Dwayne Wade is the player he was. It gave him the ability to do that type of thing, and then he was. Arms wide open for bringing LeBron and Bosch in. Like, Dwayne Wade went to, I mean, yes, he got a huge deal, but Dwayne Wade went, he went to go play for the Bulls, you know, and he knew that they weren't going to be the team that was going to be the, the, you know, they, granted it was disappointing the season that they had, but he knew they weren't going to be the 2-3 seed. I mean, Dwayne Wade's never really been that selfish player. And, you know, as much as he will always love the Bulls and from Chicago, I mean, you see it all the time. Miami is going to be his second home forever. Plus, it's not like he needs to make money, you know. I know. I Abby just, makes plenty. I just don't think. I don't know what his what he really wants to do. Obviously, but just like, oh, you missed that meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's it's in just, Philadelphia. <laughs> it's a tough spot for him, I believe. I think he'll play if the right thing comes. Like, I don't think he may search out a contract, but if the right situation presents itself, I think he would play. Another another fun thing to talk about is, you know, all these huge deals we see. Because what was LeBron? Like 140 for four years or something like that, right? And then, like, something like that. Jokic signed, like, 150 for a five-year extension, which, fantastic move by the Nuggets and Jokic to do that. I love the other move that they made. You can elaborate. You can say, I also like the, that they signed. <laughs> well, I didn't want to interrupt you. Kyle, you make a living off interrupting people. I think the Isaiah <laughs> Thomas is very underrated for them. They got him for the league minimum. That guy was an MVP candidate like two years ago. And the Nuggets yeah. brought him in for nothing. Jabari Parker's making ten times the amount of money that him and Derrick Rose are making. And if he like if he's okay with coming off the bench, that he doesn't team, really have a choice at this point. That team can be very lethal. They have scoring. They're they're very I don't know, they're not really good defensively. They traded their best defender to the Nets. Do you think Paul George re-signing with the Thunder was as big of a surprise as the NBA made it out to be? No. I think he loved it there. I think he enjoyed his time in Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook. and They just fucking hate Carmelo Anthony. That was just stupid that they did it. And here's the thing. I don't blame Melo for that performance, the, the, the year that he had. That's not the team that, at this stage, Nuggets Melo would have been thriving off of a team like that. But the, the Melo that he is, that's not the Melo that... You, you want with that him going to Houston's a good fit yeah very much so a place where you can just shoot yeah or him going to Chicago would be good like that'd be a good team for him like not now with Jamar LA Parker. would not be good for him no but that's what I'm saying like like a team like like a team that they don't need him to Do drive and, and <laughs> score I mean we were talking about it he, he he's the only player in NBA history to score over 50 points without ever scoring a point in the paint <laughs> like who does that even Steph Curry drives. Even the Pelicans made a good move with Julius Randle. Pels, Pels, Pels. He's going to make Anthony Davis to five, Randle to four. I mean, he's not a stretch for, but Anthony Davis can do whatever the fuck he wants, so not like it matters. Yeah. I mean, it's not Jamarcus Cousins, but it's a good backup for Jamarcus Cousins. But I think we, we're seeing a whole new, you know, we talked about all this, like these huge contracts that these NBA players are getting because, like, there's just pretty much, there's pretty much no such thing as a salary cap in the, in the NBA anymore. Is there, is there anything? There is a salary cap, but it's just so high. Because the matter. thing, too, is, like, people don't, people don't realize is, like, 
it's such an issue in like baseball and football. Like salary cap issues are huge in football because you're trying to f- put together what 43 men, 43 people 53, on a team, 53. 53 people on a team. In basketball, you got 12, maybe. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. So I mean, if your if your salary cap is, you know, even if it's just a hundred million, that's still a lot of money per person. Yeah. I mean, e- even the people that aren't going to play are going to make money. So, but we're, we're, we're opening up the NBA today, or not today, but like recently opened up a whole new box of overpaying players because of Devin Booker. That guy, what he signed was like 150-something million on his rookie contract extension. So they just extended his rookie contract for five more years to pay him. So he never even hit free. He does, that's not even a free agent number. That's not like some teams were like bidding for him. Yeah. Like the Suns were just like, we want to give you this much money so you can stay with us. So Lord knows how much money Carl Anthony Towns is going to make because he's due for he, – he could make that contract extension easy for the Wolves. I don't think he's personally going to stay. Also, well, I think he'll stay. Jimmy Butler's out. Yeah, he turned down the $110 million contract extension. He fucking hates Carl Anthony Towns. He hates He hates him. that team. <laughs> He basically said they're bitches. All they do is complain. He was super excited when he went there because it was like a, you know, because Jimmy Butler's not old. And so it was like a young team that was showing a lot of promise. And then, you know, and I think the NBA saw it this way. It was a young team that showed a lot of promise and all this stuff. But then this past year, we just, all we really saw was we saw a bunch of players that just wanted to do it themselves. And that's why they sucked. And they didn't, I don't think anybody on that team, except for Thibodeau, realized how important Jimmy Butler was to the team when he was gone. Yeah, they they lost a lot of games. Oh yeah, they and went from they went from probably finishing at the four seed to barely making the playoffs. Yeah, it came down to the last game. And I think I think Butler wants to go to the Celtics. I think he wants to go to the Spurs. I mean, it, it, for me, any free agent, if you want to go to the East, you're going to want to go to the Celtics. You know, they're going to be that powerhouse team next year in the East. Well, the thing is, though, is I think he wants to go to the Celtics because it's. I mean, well, yes, the champ, the, the championship caliber there is obviously there, but it's a it's a coach that will not allow him to just do whatever he wants or anybody on the team. Yeah, so Stevens is going to bench you if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. The problem He's, with that is they have too many forwards, small forwards. Yes, but they could also they, there's also things that they can do to get around that because I think they'd have to trade for Butler because Butler's not a free agent. He's a free agent next year. Right, but I'm saying, but if they wanted to get him now, they could get away. They could trade away some of those yeah. forwards. But like, I know they love Tatum. And he's untouchable. And honestly, if the if the Wolves, were, I mean, obviously it wouldn't just be player for player. There have to be other things because of contracts. But I would not be surprised to see the Celtics go Hayward for Butler with the Wolves. Hayward brings in a different dynamic. Hayward is not not the type of guy that needs to have the ball in his hands. I mean, he does well with it. We saw it when he was in Utah because he was the only option at the time. That team would have been awesome if he stayed in Utah. Yeah, but you can't predict that stuff. No, I know, but it would have been so much fun to watch. Now they got Grayson Allen. Same thing. And I mean, I'm... <laughs> Same thing. And really, I think this. I think for the next 10 years, we're going to see the Sixers trade away all their draft picks. I don't think they're going to have a single draft pick in the next 10 years. I don't think any, any college kid's going to want to come out and play... When they know that they're not going to get rookie of the year there, <laughs> it's already going to get. It. Saw a meme. It was LeBron standing there with like his MVP trophies and his his three finals trophies and t- two finals MVPs or threes. Did he get one, one MVP all three years? Probably. So he's standing with his trophy and he's like, "This is awesome." And then it was and then it went to Kobe 
with like all his all-star MVPs and his MVP scoring leader things, this and that or whatever. It's like, that's funny. And then it was Jordan sitting there with a cigar in his mouth with all his trophies going, that's cute. And then it was Ben Simmons and it had like 60 rookie of the year trophies. Goes, <laughs> that's all you guys got? <laughs> I'm just, the thing is, is it's on record. Go back and listen to our shows. It's There's no secret about how I feel about him winning Rookie of the Year. It's been noted time and again. And I'm just glad that the NBA like fan base is like kind of on board with it. Like It's it's kind of bullshit. Listen, they tuned in. They heard you, what you had to say. It's kind of bullshit. I, I mean, agree. he played great, but he's just, in my mind, he's not a rookie. It's just, it's, it's, it's the only sport where it happens. If you came in, if you, if you were drafted this year by the NFL, and you got hurt in training camp, and then the whole season happened and you didn't play and you suited up next year, you wouldn't be a rookie. Now I have a question for the table. Pat, I want you to chime in too. I have a question I'm, for I'm the listening. table. <laughs> Who's the best player in the East? Quick change of subject. No. Um, no, 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 no. Kyrie. Why? I knew he was going to say that. Because he's the most notable player. Because uh, it's the only player he could think of. You're dumb. It's the only player you could think of without there's saying one a player in the league that there's one player in the East that's the best player. Okay, then tell me, Kyle. Giannis. I don't think so. Great, the great defense. The great defensive player, but I mean, Kyrie. You know, think of that game five. Celtics don't need Kyrie. Well, he's there. You're right. Obviously, they need him. He's there. Giannis is, is a game changer. Well, hold on. You can't you can't use that as your argument because so, Kyrie's a game changer. It's basically you just throw it around jargon. <laughs> you know, he's the real deal. <laughs> he's the artifact. Here's a guy. Okay. We're gonna see a big jump in Giannis this year. Well, Probably I, putting I up mean like more 30... than dunking from the free throw line in a game. <laughs> Probably gonna put up thirty points a game this year. All right, we'll see. I think thirty-one out of Kyrie. Well, you're wrong on that. Anyways, thirty-one. Rest my case. <laughs> I don't know. I think Giannis kind of hit his ceiling. He's very good. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much more he can do on his own. Well, I want to hear what Redwood has to say. Uh, I'm going to side with Kendall on this one. So are you also saying Kyrie? I'm also saying Kyrie. Okay. And you're saying Kyrie as well? Yes. And you're saying Giannis? Yes. I'm just not going to pick. I don't have to. <laughs> I'm the host. I hate when Paul does this. <laughs> then change your name on the business cards to host, and you can be the one doing it. Um... Right now, I say Kyrie. If we have this discussion at the end of the season, I say Giannis. I do think Giannis, I, Giannis has not hit his ceiling. Not even close. Giannis is going to be lights out. But the reason I say Kyrie right now is because his game is just its more complete than Giannis's. is. And he in, Go ahead. If Giannis can d- develop a 30% clip from beyond the arc, he'll be the best player in the game. Not even the East. If Giannis can hit 25 to 30% of his three-point attempts, he will be better than LeBron James. And I will will stick that argument out through and through. He might not have the accolades at the end of the career that LeBron has. He might not win any championships, but as a player, he'll be better. And the reason I say that is it's funny that you brought that up, because there was someone posted an article. We'll hit this off before we go to the break. If every player in the NBA could shoot threes like Steph Curry, who would be the greatest player in the NBA. And I was a huge fan of this because I was reading all the comments. I, I must have read a thousand comments. 
because I was so intrigued by what people were typing because it was actually like not nonsense. And people like, you know, because you get people who be like, oh, well, DeAndre Jordan, because he's seven. No. No, because DeAndre Jordan. If that was the case, I would pick Ben Simmons. No. No. My, my opinion. No way. The only thing that he's missing is if the jump everybody shot. could shoot, If everybody could shoot the three, like Steph Curry could, Giannis would be the greatest player in the NBA. Giannis can't shoot the three, and neither can Ben Simmons, and you just said Giannis was better than Ben Simmons. For now. Okay, fine, Kyle. Let's let's read it. I'm saying like at two to three years. At, in two at, to three years, at, Ben. Simmons no, no, will no. Be that better. was not your that was not your argument. You said right now. So at 11:56 right a.m. on July 15th, 2018, in Hamden, Connecticut, who I'm do you think would be better with a with an elite three point shot, Giannis or Ben Simmons? Right now, I said at this exact moment in time. Okay, right now will be Giannis. In two is to three years, it, it's going to be Ben Simmons. We're arguing two to three years. I'm saying <laughs> just working it in so you can say Ben Simmons is the best player ever. No, I'm not. saying. We're talking right now. If, the, if every player could shoot the three-point shot like Steph Curry, Giannis would be lights out the best player in the NBA. Or Kevin Durant. No. Giannis would be better. Giannis is way more athletic than Kevin Durant. And I and honestly, Giannis can create his own shot driving the lane way better than Kevin Durant can. Kevin Durant, in my opinion, the only thing Kevin Durant has on Giannis right now is a three-point shot. And the mid-range game. I think they're equally defensive, but Giannis is just faster and has a longer reach. So... When you're, the, when you're the same caliber, but you're bigger, it bumps you up a notch. So I'll just say Chris Milton, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you say? Anthony Davis? Randall? What, what was the question? If everybody in the NBA had a shot like Steph Curry's, who would be the best player in the NBA? Anthony Davis is a legitimate argument. Yeah. He is. He's a very legitimate argument. Davis. The only the only reason I say Giannis over everybody else is because Davis has a three point shot. Giannis does not have a three point shot. Grayson Allen. That's really the only <laughs> thing that Giannis is missing. Kendall. I mean, it's Ish Smith. I mean, I'm sorry. I think you know. I posted a serious question. Oh no, all you guys. Nope. We'll be back after wait, the break. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to be talking. No, nope. Shut your whore mouth, Deborah. Riddler's rankings. Yeah, I didn't get there yet. We'll be back after the break, recapping first half of some MLB uh, season. The All-Star break's coming up. Uh, we'll talk uh, Home Run Derby. Shaggy's in it. Um, Redwood is going to give his thoughts on um, the top five wide receivers in the NFL. And uh, do we're going to do a Riddler's Rankings. I don't know who's picking the topic. Somebody. We'll be back. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Degenerates Pat. and Redwood. Redwood. Are they live? They're live. Come on, guys. Look alive. We are yeah. live. Hola. <laughs> Opa. <laughs> Speaking of Opa, do we have any on us? There's a little tiny bit left in that bottle over there. Look at the bottle. Oh, I can't. Where is it? It's the only one over there with a fish on it. Oh, there's nothing in there. There's I can see the brown sip. from here. Babysit. Uh, oh, Kendall's doing right it now. now. I was going to ask Kendall, are we on Facebook Live Soon yet? Yeah. No, it's fine. Just, you know, take your time. Hey, listen, we can't play music. Don't shut us down. <laughs> you careless bastard. Have a beer. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Riddler, what do we have for hour number two? Uh, we're going to do some uh, MLB uh, first half of the season talk. Uh... Very excited. Pat's going to tell us who he thinks is the greatest wide receiver in the NFL. Okay. Um, it's not Julian Edelman. It's not Julian Edelman. 
And uh, Riddler's rankings to kick it off. There we go. Souls, souls, souls. Dad, you picked the Riddler's ranking. Would you care to tell the the, the listeners what you chose for a topic? I would. Um, I, we chose. Uh, no, top, you chose. You chose. I chose. Okay. Top five NFL coaches of this era. Actually, you chose MLB and it got turned. Now it's this era. Because I was told it was now. Right, right, now, right, right now. now. Right. right now. Well, this era is different than now. Kyle doesn't know any better. You know what? Um, real He's quick, right. real quick, if you guys can just go ahead. We're on Facebook Live now. We can go ahead and share the video. Yep. See, you know, get people tuned in. You. Right, but we still need to talk while we do this, guys. No, no, we need <laughs> absolute silence so we can concentrate. Because I already messed up. How? I didn't. <laughs> He did. Um, go fuck <laughs> yourself, yo. Alright, alright. So. Well, Mike Mock and Rebecca are watching with you. I'm in. Peter, how we doing? Pete? Good to see ya. Ew. Yeah, that was weird. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gotta turn their <laughs> volume down. Alright, five listeners, four in the room. Love it. Alright. So, Riddler's rankings. Riddler's rankings. Uh, top five NFL coaches right now. <laughs> um, so we'll start off uh, with the um, did a little additive into it. The worst uh, NFL coach uh, right now, uh, Marvin Lewis. Um, how, I, I hold, still can't understand how he still has a job. Hold, hold, you're gonna want to hold the clapping, Kyle. You're gonna want to hold that clapping. I don't care about Mike Tomlin. I know he sucks. Yep, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> now, did you rank from? I did. All right. I ranked from 32 to 1. I didn't do that. That would be a that lot of work. very impressive. Well, it's not that it would be a lot of work. It's just that it's, it's it would be stupid to do because there's so many coaches that have a 0-0 zero zero record. So, we're going to start off with some honorable mentions. Um, honorable mention number one, Gruden. Which one? John. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Jay. Um, John Gruden was a good coach. I just I didn't put him on the list just because it's been a little while, and I personally think that the Raiders just aren't going to be a good team. I think it's just a, it's not him. I just think it's it's just not going to work. I, I just don't think it's worked yet, and I don't think it's going to work. Oh, Vegas will work. Um, I also now he didn't make the list because more recently so than before, but. Because there's nobody in the NFL that makes more questionable coaching calls, yeah. and he's like 50-50 on him for a career as Andy Reid. And the only reason he didn't make the list is because the ones he doesn't make usually cost them the game. But he's Andy, still a great head coach. He's a great head coach. He just has this terrible habit of like, he'll start the season taking chances, looks great, and then just stops doing it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that's, that's why. And then I also put... For mine as well, uh, I put Sean McVay as an honorable mention. I know he doesn't have a lot of, lot under his belt, but you know he, first season. he took it. Yeah, he probably he transformed had, the team. He probably had the best turnaround yeah. of an NFL team ever. And then I also now I know the record won't 500 football, but I think I personally think Adam Case is a very good head coach, Dolphins head coach. I just, he just doesn't have anything to work with, like absolutely nothing. I mean. McVeigh didn't have a whole lot to work with, but at least there was like talent in young guys there and an already established defense. Gase has nothing going on. Nothing. Except for what would have been Kyle's favorite quarterback of all time, Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. I'm looking at our Facebook thing. Uh, Reed over there is 
she has like this habit of just commenting while she's sitting next to all of us. But she wants to shout out Kendall's new glasses. Leopard so if you print. want to show those, because they're leopard print, bro. <laughs> the cheetah print is fantastic. Uh, for the record, it's turtle show. <laughs> what if we yeah. compromise? What if we compromise? What if we don't say cheetah, but we say a cooler cat? What if they're jaguar? <sighs> With the blue tongue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Peter uh, said you're handsome. I know. I know. Yeah. Keep it in your pants, Pino. All right. So um, Riddler's rankings. All right. So number five, uh, Doug Peterson. Granted, yes, doesn't have a whole lot of coaching under his belt, but, and I understand that Nick Foles was once a very good starter, but it doesn't matter. You lose your star quarterback, probably would have been the MVP of the league. You bring in the backup, and you go all the way to the Super Bowl and win it. Yeah. That's a lot to do with the coaching. Yes, the talent's there at the quarterback position, but they also didn't have the greatest receiving core. They didn't have the greatest run game, all that stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> Did so Kyle's grinder page get shut down? Why is he so mad? That's very funny. Did it? He says yes. <laughs> uh, number four, um, I put Sean Payton. Um, led the team to a Super Bowl. He, I mean, granted, he did have a very big black mark on his record. Um, but he he has found a way to to keep players motivated. And he, I think, is responsible a big part for the receiving core always being solid, even when there isn't really like a big name guy going into yeah. it. Um, the reason he's low on my list is because I, I personally feel like Drew Brees, because how many games have we seen? And if Jeff was here, I think he would agree. How many games have we seen that the, the Saints have won because they scored more points? But so Drew Brees is a lot What's of going it, on, but, Ryan. Um, number three, the reason I asked for applause is to be held. Um, Harborough. I think he's a great NFL coach. Um, Talking about Jim. <laughs> I think Actually, I, he was. Yeah, I think I think John Harbor is is a really good NFL head coach. I think he's fantastic. Um, I just think that he is. It's the opposite of what we we always talk about. You talk about players that make their coaches look good. He's got players that tend to make him look bad. Yeah, inconsistency in Flacco defenses that don't always show up. I mean, when they do, it looks great, but. When when Harbaugh's out there and they're making the like the calls that he has to make that come from him, the plays that he draws up, they work out in their favor and, and ends up doing good things. You know, the signings that he makes, they usually come in to do something to make an impact. I mean, they signed grave-robbing Steve Smith, and he played well for them. And I'm you know, I mean, I'm not saying that it was only him, but I think I think that Harbaugh's a good coach. I really, do. I agree. I agree. I think he's a very good head coach. And even if it's just for the play call. To hold the punt in the end zone and take the safety in the Super Bowl to shave off the time, even if it's just that call, that's that call is why Pete Carroll's not on this list for Super Bowl calls like those, <laughs> and because Pete Carroll can rot in a grave and die in a hole because fuck him, Reggie Bush deserves his Heisman. Um, uh, number two, souls. <laughs> number two, Mike McCarthy. Um, his record speaks for himself. Always a Super Bowl threat team. Recently, kind of been plagued by, you know, Injury. Aaron Rodgers injuries. You know, we've he's seen two big injuries from him in the past what four years. Um, but and, and the defense isn't what it used to be. But he he's still going out there and he's still making good play calls. He's he's doing the right thing. It seems always in contention. Like they ha you know they could have had a they could have finished two and fourteen last year and people still would have been like the Packers are the favorite in the NFC North. You know that that's as long as he's at the helm, they're good. Number one, Bill Belichick. Yeah, 
Bill Belichick, he's, and it's the same thing with, like we talked about, like, you know, yeah, having Brady helps Belichick, having Belichick helps Brady, but Belichick's not the one out there throwing the passes and winning the Super Bowl on the plays, and Brady's not the one putting together a no-name group of defensive players to be a top five defense the, year in and year out and an offensive line that has been completely unstoppable for over a decade. The big difference um, that I think sets Belichick apart is that he's also the GM. He He's in there. He makes the decisions on every personnel on that Well, the team. thing, too, is, is Belichick's not afraid to make the, 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 sh- the call. I mean, like we saw the, the biggest examples. You saw Jonas Gray go out there and have – like not not just a good day, like a career plus, plus. a career day by any running back in NFL history. Yeah, and then benched because he missed practice. They didn't they cut him? Well, they he they later. benched him Eventually, and then they cut yeah. him later. Oh. but he's you know you fumble you fumble the football on a crucial third down that you you're need out. to pick up. You're done. Yeah, he's not afraid to make that call, and very rarely the only time that he's ever made a really like wow why the fuck is he doing this call was when he chose to. To, to kick off on in the overtime, and they came down and scored. But because it was Belichick, it didn't matter. If it had worked, it's like the, the Pete Carroll thing. If, if that passing play would have worked, it would be a completely yeah. different story. But Pete Carroll sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, great Riddler's rankings. Thank you. I agree with Pete Carroll. Up, oh, France scored. It's 4-1. to 4-1. Thanks, Peter. Um, so what do we want to talk about? MLB now? Sure. Oh, we got Pat. We have Pat in there. Yes. Hi, Pat. Shout out to Ryan Roberts for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pat, what do you think of the MLB season so far? Uh, so far, so good. I'm, I'm thoroughly... <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> like the underneath... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's nice to have that Yankees-Red Sox rivalry back personally. Yeah, I agree. Peter's watching twice, by the way. We got Peter <laughs> M. Pino and Peter Pino. Well, this Sorry. is the account in Facebook, Jay. I wonder if they let him out. Oh, he's free. He's free. I just, I'm curious about what devices. Get the desktop going. It's weird, though. I, I like what you're saying. Like the, the Yankees-Red Sox thing, it, it's nice to have it back, but I feel like, at least for right now, it's it's nice to have it back in terms of standing rivalry. But I feel like the actual rivalry is not back yet. Like, the feel like the physical, like, because, I mean, I know baseball, it's not like basketball and football. Or like, 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 when the Steelers and the Ravens go at it, it's very easy to have a fist fight happen because it's a contact sport and you're in each other's face. The same thing with basketball. It's contact. Like, baseball's not like that. But right. we saw it in there their was, first series yeah, this year. Yeah, there was a brawl this They fought in the year. first series. Yeah, but I just feel like I haven't seen the fire since. Um, I, feel like I would agree. I feel like right now it's a standings rivalry. Well, you know what I think that if this, if this can stay, if we can have Red Sox, Yankees fighting, dueling it out at the top of the standings for a couple more years, I feel like we'll get back to that, like, that, the, like, the, 2004 that actual, yeah. But the, the difference, of... the difference, it, it's it's a different type of rivalry because they don't have the same personalities. Like, Manny Ramirez isn't there. Pedro isn't there. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, it, it's just... But with, I think with years... That's what I'm saying. If, you know, say we get another year or two of the standings rivalry going on, then you, you see personalities like that come out because they see each other so much. Yeah. And there's a good chance they can see each other in the playoffs if they keep up this thing going on. So, that, that's... I mean... Because like, the Manny Ramirez thing didn't just happen the first time they played. It's like, fuck those guys. Like, well, no, but but Manny was always that like just super like over the top like cocky type player, and uh, Pedro have, was too. Hold on, sorry. Shout out to Sarah Mock. A different spelling of Mock, but <laughs> that, I've never seen anybody else <laughs> um, like with. Uh, that's amazing. Mock Sheen Washable's last name is Mock. Just it's it's M A C H. Yep. But like, you, you stole know, her name. Nope. 
Pedro and Manny were both like these these big time personalities, you know, and and not to say the the Red Sox don't or either team. I shouldn't just say the Red Sox, but those guys aren't there. Like if you look at the superstars on the teams now, like between like Mookie Betts and say Aaron Judge, they're both like humble players that are just out there playing for now. But that's just how they are. Manny and Pedro were never that way. Yeah, Robbie Gould wasn't that way, and he freaking punched B.J. Raji in the face. <laughs> the kicker punched a 385-pound defensive lineman in the face. <laughs> it happens. I'm just like, I'm, I mean, I, you'll never see a physical, like, like super physical rivalry because it's baseball. But, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I think given time, given, the like I said, the rivalry standing over time, I think that will kind of come out. I want to see Judge throw hands. I think he will. He will. Oh, I think so in his career. Yeah, against the Red Sox, especially if they can keep this going up. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's I funny, can see that happen because, like, when it when it broke out early in the season with uh, Tyler Austin and was it Joe Kelly, Judge came in and you saw people kind of like, "Whoa, we should go to this side of the pile." <laughs> that guy's really big. He's cleared a path. I want to see Stanton and JD go at it. I tell you, I was really hoping that guy was going to be another Red Sox bust. And he is not. Nope. <laughs> he is killing it. He, he's having a great season. Um, Thank God. You know, like I said, it, it's been interesting because since, you know, the mid-2000s, either the Yankees were good and the Red Sox weren't that great or the vice versa. So it, it is fun to watch both of them have, like, outstanding seasons so far. I'll tell you what, it's kind of, like, sucked to be a fan of a team in that division that's not – it's like, oh, yeah, I love the Blue Jays. And... You mean like being any AFC East fan that's not a Patriot? Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, you got these story franchise. Like, yeah, I'm a fan of a team that plays against them sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm a team. I'm, I'm a fan of a team that suits up to get destroyed by yeah. them. Any fa- especially teams in like the, I mean, other than like the Rays, but like the Blue Jays and uh, <laughs> the Blue Jays and the Orioles are like, you know, all time. Fran- they've been around forever and they just Orioles suck. They, they haven't been able to keep up. I mean, the Orioles are like one of those teams that even when they're good, they're not good. Yeah. Chris Davis gave them all that money. Good for them. Yeah. Phils? Very surprising. Yeah. I'm not going to say very, but. How many wins do they have so far this 53. season? 53. All right. So the quest for 100 is still alive. Quest for 100. <laughs> they, they still can lose 100 games. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine if they lost 100 <laughs> games? Lose out. I just know I'm going to be right. They're winning 80. You said they're going 500. They're probably going to go over 500, so you're still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gladly be wrong in this scenario. Sir Max's Texas Rangers, thumbs but, down. Uh, but no, <laughs> White Sox fan, feel the, it. we got a Mets fan at the table. We know what you're talking about. The, oh, yeah. uh, the Phillies really are turning heads this year. I mean, the Nationals coming in were supposed to you know, run away with the division again, and they're not by any means. They're a game under 500. You know. Because um, Bryce Harper's not playing that great this year, he's not. I did get to see Tanner. He's got Rourke some. He he's he's doing really well power wise and plate vision. <laughs> but in terms of putting the ball in play, he's not. I, mean, I um his average isn't that great. I mean he's he's hitting. He's got good home run numbers. And like we were talking about it when we were at the Phillies game, he's got good like like strikeout percent. Like or strikeout percentage. Everything is a but high. hits. Yeah, his strikeout percentage is, is a little high, but his walk percentage is at the top and. It, it's a tough thing to look at strikeout percentage in, in the MLB now because everybody strikes out a lot. No, I know, but you just, know? it's just, I'm just saying. But like when you when you look at it as like a potential like face of the MLB, yeah. it's a little high. Oh, yeah. His walk percentage, though, is near the top. I mean, he's got good home run numbers. It's just in terms of getting 
quality hits in the field of play. He's just not doing it so far this year. But, I mean, not, I just don't think the Nationals are a good fit for him. I, I think he's going to be one of those guys that when he goes to a new team, he is going to reignite and set the world on fire again. He I think he needs another, I don't want to say like elite bat, but another good batter either before him or behind him to open him up a little bit. Well, it's interesting. I think Kyle could speak on this even more than, than any of us. I feel like he has shifted in the lineup many different times. Like, oh, you know, let's try him as a three, three spot. Oh, let's lead him off now. No, maybe maybe he's a four. Maybe he's a five. And I feel like he kind of has... a two. In baseball today, your best hitter is batting two. It, it's shifted. In, and this was just the last couple of years. Yeah. Where, you know, you have, like, your, your power bat batting second. You know, Judge bat second. Harper bat second. Stanton batted second last year for the Mar... It, it's... It's definitely shifted than just the number four guy batting so, second. So, the thing with Bryce this year, in my opinion, is because their team is so – it's way different than what it was last year. One, their pitching sucks this year. Yeah. Besides Scherzer, you have Strasburg on the DL. Again. But the other four aren't he doing it. He should be a it. Met. <laughs> the amount of times he's hurt. So, my opinion is that he, all he's doing is swinging for the fence because he feels like he has to. I agree. But that's what I mean. He's, he's like the only, to me at least, I mean, I know like Eaton's pretty good. They have other good players. But to me, Harper's like the only real threat. I don't, I don't think there's anyone else on that team that pitchers look at and they're like, oh, we got to watch out for this guy. Because like Daniel Murphy's batting 200. Uh, Zimmerman's not in the lineup. Rendon is, is good. He's he hit a really far home run when we were there. He did. <laughs> he's the only one that's, you know proven anything so far but you had like Juan Soto still very young he wasn't even a top 10 prospect for them he just caught the world by storm and now he's in the now he's coming back down to earth you know he's if you're 19 you're very easy to figure out you pitch him inside you're going to jam every time because it swings so long I just feel like the Nationals don't have what it takes this year I think the Braves are young and hungry the Phillies are young and hungry, and they both have better pitching staff than the Nationals. That's why I think they're going to fight it out. Minus right the bullpen for the Phillies. Yeah, hopefully we fix that. But <laughs> we got Nishik back, though. Uh, Mejia is going to be eligible coming coming back. Yeah? Yeah, he is, actually. 2019. So if you want to wait, <laughs> I, I do think, I mean, after watching how the season's gone out, and I know I broke Kyle's balls a lot about the Phillies, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I think they're they still obviously need more pieces. You just said bullpen wise, and so that I don't know if they'll make a lot of noise, but I, I think they can rattle a couple te- you know a team early, whether they have to, you know play in the wild card game or whatnot. I think they can rattle somebody, whoever they end up having to play. Yeah. Well, it's early yet. You wait for the Mets to come storming back. <laughs> You're going to have a strong, <laughs> strong August. It's like 15 and a half games out, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's typical. It's typical. Do you think the Mets should start, like, like blow it up and... No. No? No. I don't think so. I mean, you look at it. DeGrom, our best player. Syndergaard, second to best player. Um, then the the what do they need to do? Get not, younger not, on offense. Well, things we got to stop signing people could only hit home runs. <laughs> I mean, you know, great Bautista is playing well. We'll say he's playing well. He's not outstanding. Uh, he's batting two 
I just saw the number recently. It was like 237, something like that. But, I mean, is really, do you want Bautista? He's 30, whatever, playing third base. Like, is he I, really? He's playing third He's playing third base. He doesn't catch. The problem well, with the Mets he, he play, is... He kind of goes around, though, because he, well, right, he played not, right field that game we were, uh, that we watched against yeah. the Phillies when they hit the walk-off. Yeah. That one was... He was playing right in that one, and then another game we watched, he played left. He's played third. He's just kind of... Because of the age, but I mean, he's still... He's shown. He's still got the bat speed. He's still... He's just, you know, just got to get it, back into the swing of things. It just... We have we have the young guys. We have the Confortos. We have, you know, Wilmer Flores and all that. It's just like... What, the signing of Adrian Gonzalez was still incredible to me. It's like, why did that happen? And sure enough, they cut him. But that's right. Do you, do you think that they should move, maybe not blow up the team, but move either DeGrom or Syndergaard, or, I mean, Zach Wheeler, maybe, to get more young bats? Wheeler, I'd move. Wheeler, I guess, but the thing is, he's been injured. He's been injured. It's like, you know, the, we, we uh, myself as a fan, and I think as the fan base, we, we're trying to say, like, oh, hey, is this going to pan out as a guy who can be a, a, a three in the rotation and win us eight or nine games, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to give that up yet. I, I mean, I, See, the Mets have to get younger offensively because right now they're not going to do anything in like three or four years with that lineup. That's what I mean. I, that's why I'm asking them if if one of those top end. I mean, it, it's hard to trade those guys. It's hard to find those guys. I think the team can hit. I mean, you look at the lineup; it is a, a team of home run hitters. But you get a healthy lineup, you know, you know. We're just talking about Frazier being, you know, on the DL for an extended period of time for the first time since joining the Mets. It's it's like a curse. They need a training staff. That's what we need. We don't need really? a player. We need people who can teach these they're, guys how to stretch. But they, there's something happening that because these guys are always hurt, so that there's got to be something going on in their medical facility. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's some like a maybe they have the same medical like team as the Bears. Probably. probably I mean, like the same. Like all oh, that hurts here. Put like maple syrup on it. That'll make it feel better. Yeah. <laughs> It's not real. Because, <laughs> like, think about it. I mean, Syndergaard's been out for how long because of a, his finger hurts. That It's ridiculous. What about uh, what about players that have, like, kind of broke out? Like, who are some players that have, like, really, like, shocked you this year? Like, you know, whether they're young guns that, you know, might have you thought might have taken some time to develop have really shown up or um, or players that you know have been around maybe three or four years and are now starting to kind of come into their own like for me i'll lead it off it's biased but it's because i get the notifications and i see it we, we all know here baseball is my weakest point but for me I, I feel like every week i see at least one or two highlights about yolmer sanchez from the, the white Sox. like i feel like this year he's, he's finally like kind of like he's coming into his own he's really making himself a case for whether it's trade value you know you know if arbitration becomes a thing i don't know how old he is but you know that type of deal, but even or staying with the White Sox, like he's kind of proving that he wants to be on this team and he's playing well. I mean, he's he's hitting some bomb home runs for a little guy, and every time, like I said, once a week, I'm seeing some like, oh, must watch video, and it's like Yolmer Sanchez makes diving play at warning track, or Yolmer Sanchez makes diving snatch, you know, on in the infield for the final out or something like that. Like he's kind of coming to fruition this year. What do you think, Pat? Who's surprising you this year? Uh, I would probably go with Didi, uh, only because same thing with Paul. I get the notification sent straight to my phone just for the Yankees. Uh, seems like he's been coming around. I get a notification probably once a week of something he's doing, filling that shortstop role. I um. All right, go ahead, Kyle. You can go. Well, I have two. So you do one, then Kyle will do one, and then you can do one. <laughs> I and guarantee then... you don't have the same one. Um, my <laughs> my first one 
which which hurts to say because because he's a Red Sox, but Mookie Betts, fuck, I think this year has fully come into his own. I mean, I he's been good his whole his his short career so far, but um, I mean this season he's just unbelievable. Um, again, small guy somehow hits with unbelievable power for his size. Um, he's a likable guy. Like, please leave Boston so I can support you. <laughs> Uh, mine is Jesus Aguilar from Milwaukee Brewers. This guy came into the that uh, came into this one year one seed on the Derby. Yep, he came into this year as a backup first baseman because they're planning on having Ryan Braun be the first baseman. The guy's still playing. Yeah, fuck that guy. Because of the signings of Kane and Yelich. With injuries, Aguilar came to first. He's now the NL leader in home runs with twenty four. He gets a big hit almost every night. They were getting no hit by the Cardinals, and he hit a home run to break the tie to break the no hitter and tie the game. In the ninth inning, he walked it off. He's showing that he can. Speaking of the Cardinals, uh, manager fired. Yeah, which I don't under- agree with. What's their record right now? They're like forty-eight and forty. They're like around five hundred. Yeah. yeah. The team's not that good, but anyways. I just feel like he's really taken the league by storm. Like he's really broken out. Now he's gonna he's an all star. He won the final vote. It's just now he's his main centerpiece for the Brewers. My uh my other player is Glaybar Torres on the Yankees. That was gonna be my best. Yeah, he I mean, we knew this kid was gonna be good, but then last season he was the guy last year that had the Tommy John, right? So now, I mean, any player really come back from that, you, you don't know what you're gonna get. And uh, it's different for a position player, though. But, but, I mean, not really. It is. Cause it's different, yeah, because he's not a pitcher throwing the ball, you know, a hundred to a hundred and twenty times. But he, he's still got to throw. You don't need the surgery if you're not a pitcher. Cut, like, if, you, like, if, like you tear, if you tear the ligament, you need it. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, it's not yes, just gonna heal do. if it, it tears. Matter. You don't need the surgery. Oh, Paul, explain. Just put some maple syrup. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> what like, if you, that's a known fact. If you if you're not a pitcher, you don't need the surgery. If you tear a ligament in your body, you need the surgery. If you make because your arm will not ball, function the yes. same way. <laughs> I understand what you're saying that it, it's a different recovery for a position player than a pitcher. I agree with you, but you still don't under you, you still don't know what he's going to be when he comes back. You know, it, it's a long time, and plus it's a season off. That it, it's not an easy thing to come back from. Um, but I mean, you know, he came back and was on like red hot hitting. And was making great plays, and like he was, he was a great player, who the Yankees pretty much got for free. <laughs> um, I know, I know he's on the DL now, but made the All Star game. To me, he he's definitely been a great surprise for this now like really young <laughs> Yankees team. He's on, the, he's on the DL right now, is he? Yeah, I don't have one. Everyone's playing to my expectation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so keep keep it like in the, the bias family here. But we talk about it sometimes too. But Carlos Rodon, I feel like, is kind of starting to show signs of. I mean, it's not going to be an ace ever, but he's showing signs of being like a, a real solid, like three potential two. And I mean, he's he's got the injury bug, you know. So health health is a big concern for him. But he's got started eleven games this season. He's three and three, so you know, he's five no decisions. But I mean, his his whip is just above one. I think it's like 1.12 or something like that. He's got a sub-3 ERA on the season. I mean, granted, 11 games isn't a huge sample size. 
It's enough, though, on yeah, a season. I mean, he's been around for long enough that you know what he is. But I feel like he's like he had a lot of expectations when he signed with the White Sox and and trying to help turn this rotation around. And it's, you know that's the one thing that this team really needs is not good pitching, just consistent pitching. You know, you just like the, with the White Sox, you never like they have the ability to throw up fourteen runs and in nine innings, but they also have the ability to get no hit. So you need pitching that's going to go out there and, you know, we're going to give up about five four or five runs. You know, like some just – I'm not saying that's good, but just like a line. Like, okay, we yeah. need to go out there and – like they, they go out there every day and they don't need – they have no idea what they need to do. You know, I mean, granted, you should go, always go out there looking to do as good as you possibly can. But, it, you know, in any other sport, like you go out there, like in football, I mean, like the Bears in the 2000s, the Steelers, you know, the Giants recently. Like, you know, it's like, okay, we know our defense is going to be able to keep them at yeah. bay to an extent. So we just got to be able to, you know, we got to score when good field position, whatever. But like the White Sox, they just they go out there. It's like they need they need to put up twenty runs a game because they have no idea. But I feel like Rodon's been turning it around a little bit to to show that solid two maybe three potential. If we can go real quick, who's disappointing player wise this season? Bryce Harper. He was supposed to be to me. He's not an all star this year. Well, he's got in because it's in Washington. But two eight, like two fifteen, not enough for a star caliber player. You know, I voted for him while we were in the Philly Stadium. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I voted for all Diamondback players. That's how I got you that koozie, Kyle. <laughs> give that one to Bob. I'll give you mine. Pat. No one I can think of off the top of my head. I don't follow it much. You mean Stanton? You know, I mean, still, in my he's head, still been pretty well. in my head, I wanted to say, st- but he's still, he's still having like a decent season. He's not hitting like he was last year, especially like home run wise. He's got like twenty three, but he's season. still like hitting. Stan should have forty home runs. I agree. <laughs> there's, there's, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's disappointing in terms of baseball. It's disappointing in terms of Stan. in terms of Stan. He should have forty home runs. There's, my, just, uh, there's no right. My my player is Sonny Gray. He's yeah. just, uh, he he's just. Uh, He'll he'll pitch a game, six scoreless innings, looks great. Next three starts, gives up five runs each game, last two and a half. It's just, I don't know if he's just not cut out to pitch in New York or I, I don't know. But he, he's underperforming well more than he should this year. I know we said players. Can I just say the Detroit Tigers? We've <laughs> <laughs> seen some of the people on that roster. Some people I've never even heard of. It's like their whole lineup, dude. Yeah. I know I, two people on that lineup. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, but they're also not disappointed because they were supposed to suck. Well, yeah, I guess. But I just figured they'd suck with people I knew. I tell <laughs> yeah. you, that's got to be tough in, in baseball because it's such a long season to just be bad for a whole season. Yeah, and the thing is, too, like, even like, you know, as a Mets fan, you know, we've been bad. <laughs> but there's some parts you'd be excited about and like, have fun with. Being in Detroit, like players you don't even know, like how, what fun is that? Like, oh, come to Greg Schmo bobblehead night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know who would have been on this list? He's turning around a little bit, but Marcelo Zuna started off pretty terrible. He's turning around a little bit. I think he's batting like two seventy now. But I mean, like his, his offensive numbers aren't really there. But he's turning it around batting wise. At least he's hitting more regularly. But he started off the season pretty terrible. He had high expectations for St. Louis because of what he did in Miami. But Miami, he didn't have any pressure on him. St. Louis, they, that that city expects you to make the playoffs every year. Yeah. True. You know what's funny with St. Louis? 
It seems like they're finally not like having people come out of nowhere and being good. It's finally caught up to them. I'm very happy about it. Now, if we have so most disappointing. Wow, <laughs> give me that. If if wait, so, wait. Uh, well, I, I have another one I'd like to throw in there. Marcus Stroman. Yeah, he sucks this year. Was he two and six, and he's got like a five ERA? Besides being hurt and everything, like he he lost his hearing for arbitration. The Blue Jays thought he wasn't good enough. That that made him pissed off. And now it's showing. Yeah. I just don't think he wants to play in Toronto anymore. But still. Yeah. Two and six with a five ERA is not helping him go anywhere else. No, yeah. Um, trade rumor. I mean, what do, you, what do you think, Kyle, the Phillies need to do? Judge and Stanton for a popcorn machine to the Royals. <laughs> I think they need so to add an experience bat. Extra butter popcorn machine. <laughs> And another starter. I think their bullpen's getting healthy, so they'll be okay there. With Nisha coming back, Garcia's coming back. Maybe another left-handed reliever, because they all suck on the team. But that's whatever. If they can add Machado for not the entire farm, but if they give up Carlos Medina, Adam Hazley, and one other like top prospect, I think that's enough. I know it would never happen, but how, how much shit would the MLB like, fan base... like? How how much would they lose their shit if we just saw like like Judge and like Stanton for like JD and Betts? <laughs> like if that just happened. They were just like, hey, we're doing this right now. Like would, do you think the MLB would just completely lose its shit? I would. It, it would be incredible. It would be incredible. Could you imagine? That would hit me pretty hard emotionally. <laughs> well, I can cheer for Betts now, but fuck Judge. You know who would really have a hard time with it? Chris, your cousin, you'd have to kill his dog. <laughs> his dog's name is Judge. You'd have to just get rid of it. Can't um, rename it. I mean, for the Yankees, as far as trade deadline wise, I know I know the hype for like Machado was there. And again, if it ended up that they got him, awesome. That'd be great. But they don't need him. I mean, not to say Andujar is just as good as Machado, but Andujar is having a great season. And he's young, like he's under team control for a long time. The the Yankees don't need another crazy bat in the lineup. We need pitching. We need another reliable starting pitcher. Somehow CC is still having like an incredible run. He looks great every time he pitches. Because yeah, he ate five tamales <laughs> before the game. But I mean, he's I, only bad when he tries to diet. I need them. <laughs> uh, not that I. I want them to go get another starter. To like who? <sighs> I don't know. Um, you looking for like a, like a really good starter or just something somebody solid even, that's going to go out there and give you a good good seven innings on the mound? Well, like just good seven <laughs> innings. <laughs> Bartolo Colon gives a good seven innings on the mound. Uh, if he came to New York again, I would love it. But I mean, no, I, I don't think they need to go out and get like you know one of the top targets starter wise. I just think they need guys that can like just keep them. <laughs> In games, like like I said, Sonny Gray at times comes in and gives up five runs in three innings, and then, and that's a tough like hill to climb out of that early. It, I just think they need to get reliable guys on the mound to just put up a you know. The name that's flown around in New York is Michael Fulmer. Uh, I was trying to think of his name and I couldn't think of it. 
That's their, that's their main target. You know, him, even like Jay Happ. I think Happ is still Fuck good. You can but have I, him. But I think he's still good. He's not going to come into New York to be the number one. No, but I know what he is. <laughs> he was in Philly for a while. But that's what I mean. Like, I don't, four. <laughs> I don't think they need, and I said it even before the season, they didn't have to go out and sign one of the big names. You traded him for 100 pence. <laughs> you know, like, I, I wanted the Yankees to sign Arietta. Um, you know, he didn't end up getting a ton of money, but I didn't think they needed to go out and spend number one starter money on a guy because of the lineup they have. I think they just need to invest in getting a more Say it, Mark. Say starter. who you want. So I, would, I would like Fulmer. <laughs> That's not what I'm asking. The, the Cole Hamels. I don't want Cole Hamels because I talked a lot of shit about that guy. White Sox need to trade a Brave. It's Cole Hamlet. They need to do it now while he's style. still got 35. <laughs> they need to do it while they got the stock. While the stock's still I high. think that's going to happen. I, I think he gets traded to Colorado. I don't, I don't give a shit where he goes. Just, they <laughs> just need to just get rid, rid of him. him. Oh, no. The, just, they, I love Abreu. I would love to keep him, but they're not going to. And if they do, it's going to be for way too much money, and then they're not going to be able to deal him when the time comes. They need to do it now while he's hot. While he's hot. You know, he's got. He, he's been playing really well as of late. He's having a decent season. He's the, well, that doesn't mean anything because everybody gets one. But... <laughs> Everyone gets one, Peter. <laughs> um, but just, I think that's what they need to do. All right. Do you have anybody, Kendall? Good. All right. So, uh, real quick before we sign off, we have all kinds of stuff to do, reviews, all that nonsense. But, Pat, who's the greatest wide receiver in the NFL right I'm now? I'm not all about that. Antonio Brown. As much as it pays Why? me to say. Uh, I mean, he led the league in receiving yards last year, didn't he? Even though he 4,000 receptions. Don't be mad because your guy always gets hurt. <laughs> Kyle, you want to talk about injuries when you have Le'Veon Bell on your team? See, okay. it was a good question. That's why I wanted to ask Pat because doesn't like the Giants, but he also doesn't like Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's, I would put was, OBJ at three Whoa. behind Julio. Yeah. See, Julio doesn't even make my top three. I. He doesn't. I'm sorry. Talent wise, he's good, but production. No. I'm sorry. I. Granted, yeah, everybody has fluke seasons. I get that. But to be considered the number one receiver and not catch a touchdown until, like, what, week 12? Sorry, don't care. Matt Ryan's an all-star. What a week 12, though. Did have a big, <laughs> did have, did have a big game that week. Well, it doesn't matter. I know, I know. But, it would be saying, funny. Played him in fantasy. I know. But I'm just saying, like, that, that doesn't add up. And, and it's not like you can't go out and blame it on your head coach and, and your, your quarterback because he's got a good head coach and he's got a good quarterback. So that's just it, – it's, it's inexcusable. And I also think that – I mean, yeah, they have, like, Muhammad Sanu and stuff like that. But really, before Sanu, like, Julio Jones has kind of always just been the, the option on the team, yeah. like the A.J. Green type of thing. A.J. Green, I'm not saying he's not good, but A.J. Green will always look way better than he might actually be because who the fuck else is catching the football on that team? Right. Well, Eifert went healthy, which is never, but I, see, <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's like, so – I mean, I don't know. For me, Julio Jones isn't even in my top three. My top three, if I'm going to do it in terms of, like, talent, production, like, if I'm going to go through all that, it's probably going to be in no specific order because I don't feel like fighting with anybody. <laughs> but it would be Brown and Beckham would be in there. And then for my three, it would DeAndre Hopkins. probably be DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. With Keenan Allen probably closing in at four. The only reason Keenan Allen – I think Keenan Allen would be in there if he had been healthy his whole – like, his so far in his career. Because, I mean, he, what a fucking year he had last year. He did. Hopkins is so good. Yeah, he is. It's going to be interesting with Watson being 
Oh, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. There's that. We're not going to have to listen to Mock or Kyle argue because it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins when we do this podcast after football. 100%. Radio show. <laughs> what about Mari Cooper, huh? No. Nope. <laughs> I... Guys that really fucked me last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sucked all year. Put up 50 points against you. 70. Yeah, 70. Is. I sort uh... of Julio Jones, that fucker. You were playing Eric, right? I lost two games last year, both because of wide receivers did nothing all year. I, uh... It was like the year that Kendall went almost undefeated. And then I just happened to... I, like, I picked up three free agents like on Saturday night, and they all had fucking days, including Zach Stacy. Remember him? Yeah, the modern-day Deuce Staley. <laughs> Zach Stacy threw up like 40 points. I, Fran, was, France won loss, the World right? Cup, guys. France yeah. won the World Cup. Wee wee. Kyle, you're people. What are you doing? Yeah, nothing. Private stock. <laughs> Private stock. I'm thinking. I'm thinking whoppers on brioche buns for all. Yeah. <laughs> Baguettes. To Viron Ri. Quick uh, eight second chug out of the private stock. No. Quick eight second chug. <laughs> I gotta go to work. Uh, but um, seven. <laughs> I I tell you, I am so excited for this year of football. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm excited, but I'll, it'll be gone. It can't get worse work. for you, Mark. That's what I mean. Like, the Giants last year really broke hearts. It'll be gone for me. Like, we, we, we should do a six. We should do something for Pat if he finishes over 500 in fantasy. Let's, Pat, let's Pat, not push it. Pat's usually decent at fantasy, <laughs> though. Not last year or the year before. Uh, I can thank DeMarco Murray for that in 2014. <laughs> first, 1,800 yards. Yeah, first seven games over 100 then yards every game. you blew it and to Chris. Well, I mean... Yep. DeMarco Murray blew Did I have to kick him out of the league? <laughs> no, Kyle. You didn't have to kick him out of the league. You were just mad. I know. I no, we had to because everybody, like the one random person we choose, is the it's either Kyle or that person that wins it. This oh, year that broke? Sure. I don't know. Well, you said Kyle, but we thought for sure it was going to be Vinny this year. It looked like it for a little while. <laughs> then his team quickly turned oh, for the worst. Kyle, Peter says you get a free teabagging. Nice. And all your Frenchmen. So get ready. You should get a bib. <laughs> I am though. I'm I'm so excited for football. Like I keep seeing these things with like Saquon Barkley. I I know there's a lot of hype and like I try not to get overly into it, but I, I'm I'm really excited to see. Yeah, the how Giants about the this year. Oakland Athletics, huh? What? What about them, Kyle? They're really real, good. This real year. mean left turn you just well, took on. I right? wanted to bring them up. I didn't have a chance to. The 55 and 41. They deserve to be well, talked about. It's about time to go. <laughs> Them in the Seattle Mariners deserve to be talked about. Well, you're right. Just not today. Oh, Peter wants us to teabag you. Nice. We're going to do that in the uh, off-air segment of the show. First four, first four weeks of football, I'm all about it. October 3rd rolls around. <laughs> Fuck it. Backseat. But remember, guys, December 2nd, Giants-Bears. It's going to be so cold out there. Uh, I don't want to hear it, Kyle. We've sat in every fucking temperature possible. Yeah, for don't even give me that shit. What's, we all thought it was going to be cold that day. But it was no, like it was degrees. cold at the Ravens game. It was yeah, fucking about freezing. about that Bengals game that we that all dressed hot. up to be cold for? <laughs> Not Paul. Not Paul. <laughs> Paul wore shorts and a t-shirt. Paul fucked up. No. Nope. ended up being right. But, uh, <laughs> Paul did not fuck up. The guy who wore the tiger costume <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Got be beat up, too. Yeah, in the bathroom. <laughs> All right, be beer reviews, beer reviews. We have well, beer reviews. No, be beer sure reviews to find first. us on no. Facebook. No, 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 beer reviews. I wanted to Why would it. you do that? Because I wanted to do beer reviews first. All right, go. Why don't I have beer? Then review your <laughs> bourbon. All right. Well, I want everybody to chime in. They've all tried it, but I, I personally am a huge fan of it. Um, It's got a nice charcoal um, afterbirth, um, <laughs> but it's got it's got a good hint of vanilla in the, the front of the nose there, Um, like a mild spice as well, and then it just finished. You get the little charcoal to finish. A little bit of a burn, but nothing crazy. It's smooth. Yeah. Sucked ass. 
I liked it a lot. <laughs> Kendall, your beer? I had. Wait, Mike, what'd you think? I thought it was good. Yeah, Mike doesn't drink brown liquor. <laughs> brown liquor before Labor Day. <laughs> what do you work for, Esquire? <laughs> I had, from the former speakeasy, Payback Coffee Stout. Got a uh, gangster on it. Very tasty. I uh, enjoy uh, stouts and, and porters uh, very much uh, like the Riddler. This is from the Riddler collection, uh, and I was very gracious to have it. If you like it, search it. You may find a bottle there because <laughs> they didn't make good beer, I guess. You will find a bottle there. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Ita IPA from Anderson Valley, I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, not overly hoppy. It was a nice, drinkable was it IPA. It, it was bitter but i mean for seven and a half percent it wasn't that bad right. you know so i had uh the goose summer lager it was good had it before so i can't really do anything great about it okay redwood uh, guinness proud of, proud of my ancestors just it's the staple kyle we're gonna have to go out this week goal this week everyone has to search let's find french beer for kyle Ooh. If so we can't find French beer, so you're you drinking drink... wine next week. Yeah, so if you can't, if you can't, if you can't find a French beer, you got to drink cognac, wine, and champagne mixed. That'll be his Ooh. private stock. Some like Henny. Some Hennies. <laughs> we'll, we'll float some uh, Moet on top and just a nice dash. Just a nice, beautiful little dash of some Bordeaux. Ooh. <laughs> that color will be very gross. And then a nice bottle of Hypnotic for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, Maxine. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's teabagging Kyle or celebrating like a Frenchman. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Um, we're here every Sunday on the PPRN Radio Network. Be Mostly sure to tune Sunday. in. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to. <laughs> Be sure to tune in every Tuesday and Wednesday night from 7.30 to 10.30 to the Peter Pino Show. Hey, Uncle Bob, just in time. <laughs> uh, I just ripped some serious ass over here, and it stinks. Yeah, it's hot in this room. Methylation. There's no show this Wednesday for Peter Pino. But uh, Tuesday night, they have Hiss the Villain here in studio. Check them out. That's it. Good stuff. That's it. We'll be back right. next week for sure. Um, assuming we have a full cast, we have the, the newlywed game, sports edition. <laughs> We've been planning this for like a month and a half. Yeah, I've, I've got so many index cards ready to go. Um, not, <laughs> sure what the teams gonna, not sure what the teams are going to be yet, but whoever has Kyle's at the advantage, because Kyle always talks about his sports, loves and hates. Yeah. Um, loves Bryce Harper. Hates true. Manny Machado. Right. Hates Mike Trout. Uh, but until then, stay drunk, everybody. Peace out. I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler. I, I just, I don't know. I kept throwing things in there. I was kind of waiting for someone to chime in. <laughs> I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. Yep. I'm Solze. Did you forget <laughs> your name? <laughs> I'm thinking of which one I was thinking of. <laughs> I was thinking, I thought it was out of breath. Like, <laughs> and Crash Bandicoot. Uh, ooh. And I'm the Red Baron. <laughs> <laughs>